we are so excited today. We are talking about Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. And uh, it's an interesting experience and we're going to talk about it. And uh, I have, I'm Rachel, and I have two special guests to talk about this film with me. I have my friend Richard from way across the pond <laughs> that has joined me for all these Harry Potter videos. And uh, so thanks for coming on the, on the podcast, Richard. My pleasure. Yeah. We have my friend Hayden is here. Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And yeah, this is going to be uh, an interesting film to talk about. So before we dive into this one, why don't we each give sort of our thoughts about what we what we thought about maybe the franchise in general and also the original Fantastic Beasts film. You can listen to the podcast that we did uh, way back in uh, the me and Richard, and I think it was just the two of us actually for that I one. Think it was, uh, we had a Tom Blakeney with us because I think Jeremy and Abby had to drop out. Right, right, okay. So we had uh, the three of us that talked about the original film. So I'll put a link down if you, I'll put a link down to the whole pot, the whole playlist. If you want to listen to any of our Harry Potter coverage, you can. And uh, so, but let's just remind people what we thought about the, the franchise as a whole and the original Fantastic Beasts film. So Hayden, what about you? Okay, so I've always been a massive Harry Potter fan ever since um, the first book. Um, and then it, and then I've also like very much enjoyed the movies. Um, Fantastic Beasts, the first one, I think is fine. It's a perfectly standard blockbuster, I guess. I don't really have anything against it. There are some major issues, but overall it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so what about you, Richard? Hey. Well, when I first heard about the Fantastic Beasts franchise, I wasn't quite sure how they were going to get, get five movies, because I was applying five movies out of this little, this little textbook that was released for, I think, Comic Relief back in around 2000, same time we got to the fire. But, uh, hey, but I was quite excited for it, particularly as J.K. Rowling herself was going to be writing it. And I was a little bit disappointed by the first movie, because it, it wasn't too bad. But I just didn't think the, the story and the characters were really that interesting so I only gave it a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah so I I really enjoyed the Harry Potter books but I was older when I uh, first started reading them. I was a sophomore or junior in college uh, so it's a little bit different than the people who was a formative part of their childhood. Uh, and, but I, I did enjoy them and I, I enjoyed the movies except for the original movies, except for seven part one, definitely Hollows part one, which I, at the time I thought was so boring. I didn't like it. Uh, and, but I, I, so I started doing the, the podcast on Harry Potter feeling really positive about the franchise, but I found at least for me that most of the movies didn't hold up the way I thought that they were going to hold up. And what I've kind of realized is that I think that the Harry Potter stories are, are mysteries. They're little mysteries where they have all these clues and these things, but there's a problem to be solved. And then they kind of have to follow these clues. And yes, there's an overriding narrative, but each book kind of stands on its own as this little kind of adventure slash mystery. Hmm. And for me, at least as a, somebody who read them as an adult, reading them again, once I already knew what was going to happen, it wasn't, I don't know, or watching them again, found them a little bit plotting, depending, some are better than others, but I don't know, just the whole process was like, this is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I enjoyed being with my friends podcasting, but just the process of rewatching them wasn't as satisfying as I thought it was going to be. But nevertheless, I would still consider myself a fan of the franchise as a whole. And then Fantastic Beasts came out and it wasn't really into it. I, I thought that tonally it was just all over the place. It would be really slapsticky and then would be really pretty dark and violent mixed together. I didn't really like Newt as a protagonist. I thought that he would have made a much better side character than a lead character. And I get his appeal in theory as the lead character, uh, having this, you know, kind of, kind of on the spectrum type character. I like that in theory, but I don't know, just execution wise, I couldn't understand what he said a lot of the time and he wasn't making eye contact and it just didn't work for me. I didn't really bond with him. And, uh, and I, I hated the big reveal at the end. You know, I would have much rather had Colin Farrell than Johnny Depp. 
Oh yeah. And yeah, um, that was weird. Yeah. You mm -hmm. <laughs> look, look ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I just don't know what they were thinking because I don't know anybody that uh, even, you know, well before, obviously they planned these movies well in advance, but even then, even like say two years before the movie came out, I can't imagine anyone being like Johnny Depp over Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is like so much better. <laughs> but It's another famous actor. Yeah. yeah, right. And so I don't know, but I liked Queenie and Jacob a lot. I thought they were the best part of the, the, the movie for sure. And I, I liked some of the, the beasts. They were cute, the Niffler and stuff like that. Niffler, yeah. So I, you know, I was like, I didn't really like it, but I'm hopeful. I felt like the, the things they needed to correct were easily correctable. <laughs> so I was hopeful that this next movie would be much better. And I'd be kind of, you know, like a lot of first movies kind of start a little rocky in a series. And then they, you know, then the second movie will be great. And then third movie will kind of, you know, close things up. But I guess there's five of these, but whatever. That was kind of my hope. But uh, let's talk about our experience of seeing this one. <laughs> so I went with my friend. We went out to dinner before. It was somebody I hadn't seen in quite a while. And so in that sense, I had a very pleasant evening. <laughs> Um, but I, I just, this was the most exhausting movie that I have seen since Warcraft. And both of those movies just, I had to take a break. Literally, I had to go out into the hallway to just like, I don't know. I just felt completely stressed out by the experience of watching it. There was so much going on, so much information, so many characters, so many plot lines. I had no idea what I was experiencing i didn't understand what was happening and my initial thought was well i guess maybe this is just is like outside my pay grade that maybe this is something that uh that people that really know all of this pottermore stuff and whatever maybe they will understand it and they will like it because i had had a couple of friends who've gone to really early screenings who had liked it so i'm like i guess this is just not for me and, but it seems like to me, from what I've read, is that the, most of the people that were the hardcore fans actually hated it even more than, than oh, I did. Yeah. But I really thought it was a miserable experience. I did not enjoy it really at all. I thought it was just exhausting from frame one. It was just, I don't know, I just didn't like, I didn't like the way it was filmed. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't like the changes they made to the characters I did like. I didn't like things that had to do with the lore. And the more I think about it, the more it just unravels. <laughs> just every part of it is just like, what were they thinking? So yeah, I did not have a good experience of this film. Uh, no. What about you, Richard? Well I, well, I went into this movie really hoping I would like it. I wanted to like it in spite of the... I didn't, really, I didn't read that many reviews in full because I wanted to go in like as, as open a mind as possible. Yeah. Oh, and um, oh, and then, but then we, we start off and I... We've been able to escape now immediately thinking like, why does he have to hijack the carriage? Can't he just, he's already in the form of another person, can't he just sneak away? And I started realizing that, and this is probably not gonna be the cleverest film. And so I kind of watched it, trying to get some positives out of it, but there's just, uh, there's just so many different threads and there's so much time you, when, you, between when you see one character and then when you see them again, you have to think about where, uh, where they were last time you saw them and what they were doing. I remember I um I literally face palmed in the theater twice, like the first time when when and Tina is going on at news about how how she, she thinks he's engaged with Edith Strange and News is just kind of mumbling um, I don't know there's something you don't understand about that and and I'm just thinking about how hard is it to say I'm still single? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I did it again and right at the end when we get the big reveal about Creed even because I was just thinking, Oh god, this Rowling just does not care, does she? I just, I just kind of realized that and that she just she just didn't care about keeping consistent because that because that in no way fits in the canon of the books you can't you cannot make it fit yeah yeah hey Aiden, what about you yeah so i was pretty hesitant to see it i mean i knew i was going to see it anyway because i kind of i'm like obligated to at this point um so i went on a an early fan screening and there were so many people dressed up and that was really cool. They had like really nice elaborate costumes. And then the movie started and I don't know if this was in later showings or what, but they had like a little like 
um, here's what you missed last time, Fantastic mm -hmm. Beasts. And that was like kind of an indication where I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> and so as the movie went on, my reactions were basically, okay, cool. Wait, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Pardon? What? What is going on? What? What? Yeah. And, and then I just walked out, like, just feeling a mixture of disappointment and anger and shame. Yeah. I was I was angry and I was laughing. Yeah. I was just laughing at how terrible it, it all was. You, like, just get that deranged state where you're just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. After laugh, I'm going to cry. There like a, and there were, like, a bunch of fans, like, too, that were like, we're all going to take a group picture after the movie's over. And, I, and like, I, I didn't, like... And I was just like, yeah, I'm good. I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really kind of admire people that like this movie. <laughs> because I just like, what? Like, I, I just, I don't, like, I have one friend who legitimately seems to think it was, like, interesting and, like, likes following these clues or something. I don't really understand. And then I have one friend who was like, oh, I just turned off my brain and just watched. I'm like, I don't, I fundamentally just don't understand that. Like, I don't know. It broke my brain trying to understand it. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, guess, I walked out of the movie with a headache after like the final third. Yeah. I mean, most I mean, of people, most of the people I, I know in real life who, um, who I've spoken to that liked it. And they couldn't really? understand. And they were they were quite surprised when I said I hated it. Yeah, it's so interesting. None of my friends have liked it. Like none of them. <laughs> yeah, most of my friends haven't liked it. And I don't know. Like I wish I had that ability to just like, just be like, oh, the pretty images on screen. <laughs> but like I don't even think it was that pretty. Like it was just very gray and bland and. It was like that opening sequence with the it's it's stupid, but the opening sequence where he escapes is stupid, but it's also incredibly hard to follow. I, I had no idea what was like, going what on. Happening? You couldn't tell because there was so much movement to the way the camera angles were. You just couldn't tell what was happening. Yeah, like are the, people are drowning at one point, and then like there it's like above the water, and then there's like I I I, I had no idea what was going on. And I don't know, it's just, it's baffling. And I think it, it's something I have been saying actually for a long time that I felt like, because I feel like J.K. Rowling ended the Harry Potter books on a perfect note. Like they're not perfectly written books. There's issues with them as far as like, if you really analyze them for you know literary critique. But I, I think that it just, I loved the way that every character kind of got their moment and I loved the way that Harry was able to sort of stay kind of innocent he never he never um he never kind of gave in to the many many times he could have uh become bitter and and uh you know gone to the wrong franchise but gone to the dark side you know he never he never did that he always was a very pure character in my opinion. And I really appreciated that about the finale and how they, she was able to just balance so many things and get them all me feeling like every character got their moment. Everybody kind of ended like, and, and it was a bold ending because people died. There were stakes. I just think it worked so well. And, and then what I feel like happened is kind of similar to what happened with George Lucas and Star Wars is that like, you start to just pick at your creation bit by bit by bit. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to add this. I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to change this. I'm going to do this. And it just like, it just starts to kind of take away some of the imagination and it takes away some of that perfect ending, I think. And she started with Pottermore and just like, seemed like almost every month there would be some like, well, J.K. Rowling said, you know, Dumbledore's gay or J.K. Rowling said whatever. And, and not that any of those things are necessarily bad. It's just like, it just sort of takes a little bit away from that from that imagination of you kind of telling your own story with the story that she's laid, you know, given you. And uh, kind of like George Lucas with the special editions. <laughs> he's got a, I'll, I'll say this for George Lucas, though. At least his movies are, like, vaguely coherent. <laughs> yeah. 
And so, yeah, then they both ended up doing prequels. And, uh, yeah, I mean, most of the problems with the prequels are more the acting and the script, as a, like the dialogue, as opposed to the core story not making sense. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, those are the bits everybody complains about, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Where do I, It's almost overwhelming. Where do we start? Um, <laughs> I just want to say, like, when I was watching this movie, what it felt like was that I had watched an entire, like, season of Game of Thrones or something, like, just edited down into, like, a slightly over two-hour movie. Yeah. Like, there was just... And, like, I've been saying that it should have been, like, maybe, like, a TV series or something, like, this whole franchise, because there's just so much going on, and it does... And it seems like J.K. Rowling does not know how to edit it down, let alone write a screenplay. No. Well, one of the things that really irritated me from the beginning, because the, the nice emotional end of Fantastic Beasts was the uh, the rain coming and taking everybody's memory so that they wouldn't remember all of this destruction that had happened. And you see uh, Jacob and Queenie, I'm going to say goodbye. And she comes into the bakery and they don't recognize each other. They don't know each other. And uh, you, you know, this, like that was a teasing kind of way of like, well, what's going to happen next? And how is this going to work? And, uh, and then in this one, like, <laughs> Not only is she, uh, are they together, but she's, she's trapped in this enchantment and got into London and it just, and supposedly the rain only took away bad memories. Like what? And yeah. so I, I just, I don't know. Hayden. Yeah, just, yeah, just like, is that it? Like they literally kind of destroyed Queenie in this movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She went from being, like, my favorite character to just being, like... Uh, I don't even... I honestly don't even know if I have the strength to, like, say how much, like, she changed for me as a character because it's just so depressing. <laughs> yeah, how do you take your favorite character, the best character in the, mo in the franchise, and turn her into a, a girl who roofies her... Her, her fiance for like a year and who becomes a Nazi at the end of the movie. You're like, what? And, and, oh, and also like she's implied to be like Jewish. So that's another like layer of, what? did you think about what you were writing? That's right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> she, she gets taken in so easily as well. That's what bothered me. The fact that she Why turns to the dark side at the end. Mind. She's like a mind yeah. reader. Like she... Right. Like the moment, like he walked in, like she couldn't have just like read his mind, like. So like Jacob doesn't want to marry Queenie because they will be it'll be illegal in America, yeah. but they are not living in America. So like what? <laughs> like I mean, if you accept this ridiculousness with the rain, then 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 you have to accept that uh, that. And then she's in, like, why couldn't they just have a conversation? Okay, let's go to London. Also, like, I thought that with the, like, mind reading, maybe, like, that horrible explanation would just be Queenie lying. Uh -huh. It made some form of sense. But then, it like, after, like, like Jacob's mind is, like, 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 brought back, like, then it's just, like, no, he does remember everything. So... It's bizarre. And so already with that, it was just, like, ugh. There was a weird sort of love potion as well, wasn't there? I mean, like when Ron gets that love potion in Half-Blood Prince, he's, he's totally obsessed with Ramilda Bain, but he is still like able, sort of able to function. Whereas Jacob yeah. is just completely acting like he's drunk. He's acting like a, a drunk baby who can't, who can't even like put his own napkin on and is just, and can barely even speak. And uh, he's just like acting completely, completely drugged. Well, and, and it's one of those things, the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, in the world of Me Too, like, what is J.K. Rowling thinking? Like, having a character, like, you could not, they could not have a movie with a character like that if the, if the character was a woman and the Enchantress was a man, like a male yeah, wizard. Exactly. It would be unfit to, like, yeah. I mean, it's still unfit, but I, they wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, people uh, would be up in arms about it. Yeah, there yeah. It would be no question. 
And so it's, it's bizarre. And the, the thing that I didn't really feel, the big thing that I felt like was such a miss in this movie and was maybe a little bit in the last one, but I felt like in the last one, they tried to kind of create some degree of, of sort of separation between the nomage and the American wizarding world that felt Harry Potter-ish. But in this one, it was like, that was just completely gone. All that time spent in American stuff was just completely wasted. And then the, uh, I just felt like it was so weird the way that it didn't feel like Harry Potter to me. It's like the, you had the wizards wearing, uh, wearing muggle clothes. You had uh, references to muggle events. Uh, later in the movie, you see uh, Grindelwald shows tanks and talks about World War II. Like that is, is am I right, Richard? That that like those kind of Muggle events have never really been part of Harry Potter lore, right? Well, the, the only there's only real possible reference is the fact that in, in the first book it's mentioned that Dumbledore defeated Grindelwald in 1945, the same year that World War II ended, and Rowling kind of insinuated in interviews after that that the Muggle and the Wizarding Wars had kind of fed each other, that there was some kind of connection between them, but nobody ever went into detail about it. I don't know. That was so weird to me. I was like, is our, our wizards, can they like be drafted? Are they like, are they in the army? Like, why aren't they using their spells and their powers to like stop Hitler? Like there was a reference to a concentration camp in this movie. And I was like, what are wizards put in the concentration camp? Are they, I have no idea. Like what? Yeah. They may, maybe they, Maybe Rowling decided I do with this series. She wanted to like go into more detail about that because it was so you could only like to kind of there's hardly any details about it in the book. So you had I was just kind of trying to imagine for yourself. It, 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 it was funny. so weird. I don't know. I I didn't understand what really Grindelwald's goal is. Is his goal to purge a non magic from the wizarding community is his goal to have power and be some kind of ruler overall is his goal like what is he trying to do what do you think Caden? you have any idea i i i don't know like i i like got like a vague sense he wanted power and was maybe using things to manipulate but it was very unclear and i was and i just like got the sense oh he's evil i guess yeah, he's evil. <laughs> yeah, he throws out and he throws an iguana out of a carriage and kills it. See, he doesn't like animals. Evil. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's uh, let's just follow his killer baby. <laughs> okay, and okay, I'm just gonna say this about the movie too. Like, both parts of the title are lies. There are barely any Fantastic Beasts in it, and Grindelwald like does not commit any crimes besides escaping from prison. And and um, assembling without a permit. <laughs> so so it's kind of like the statue of John Harvard, then. You know about that, the statue of free lies. Yeah. So, yeah. so I you know I think there was a deleted scene um, where he um, steals a candy bar from a Seven Eleven, but they deleted it from the movie because Warner Brothers thought it was too intense. Yeah. Did you feel like there was some some executive tampering of some kind in this? Yeah. Well, uh, there, was, there do seem to be a few. This is a bit of cutting, didn't I? Like, like with the um, the guy that Grindelwald didn't seem to trust at the begin at the beginning <laughs> yeah, of the film, and then, and then he and like... then he burns up at the end, and there's nothing between that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, it, it was very messy. Just, I don't know. There were just so many stories and so many subplots. Uh, you have. What do you think of this Lita Lestrange character? Yeah. Like, she I had, thought that. Like... <laughs> I don't know potential, but then they just like completely did like this whole cliched story with her that made no sense, like really, and it was so convoluted and just stereotypical and frustrating. Because they wanted to hire a black actress, it seems like, so then they had to go out of their way to kind of show this backstory of how this white family had this this black baby, and you have like her dad had a like a mistress i guess that and then like use the, oh. use the imperious curse on her so he yeah, basically, basically kidnapped her and raped her oh okay yeah oh and both of them died in childbirth both yeah maybe? i guess wizard which is dying in childbirth was like a thing in the 1930s <laughs> even in the 19 
Because remember, Mar- remember, Marope Gort died, died just after childbirth, didn't she? It's a, a rough time so, for women. Yeah, and Voldemort will be born just around this time. Gosh. <laughs> and when, like, so she has a she has a brother that cries a lot, and they are going to America to put the brother in a in a orphanage. Yeah, to keep him safe from uh, the guy who made the unbreakable vow, apparently. Also, and and like she just and aren't there like spells like that can like like aren't there like spells that can like silence people that she could have used instead yeah. or asked? Well, well, she was only a little girl. Maybe she didn't have. But a she could have asked somebody, "Hey, the baby's crying and it's kind of bugging me. Maybe." Like, get some earplugs, lady. Like, this, there was very little magic in this movie. There was very little. Like, at the end, like, he does that ring of fire. But aside from that, and a few other little things, uh, but there was very little actual magic in this movie. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it's kind of like with the, the main films, where just about every spell seems to, like, make a flash of light and then send somebody flying. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's no, like, differentiation between what the different spells do. They're all and, the same. Yeah, yeah. They're just kind of power. You're right. That's true. I don't know. And so she, she's tired of the baby. And so she goes and trades the baby for a quiet <laughs> baby. It's literally a soap opera plot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like straight out of a soap opera. And is that the Titanic? Or is it just like, I wouldn't be if surprised it, if, if it was. If it was the Titanic, they didn't do it very well. Yeah. I mean, I, could, I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a look, good look at the ship, so I couldn't really tell if it was the Titanic or where it was meant to be. But the scene, I, I like, the sea is like churning, and there's lots of wind. And as you, if you see in the Titanic film, the sea is completely calm, which is how it was in real life. So I was thinking, if this is meant to be the Titanic, it's not very good. And then there was another passenger on the ship that happened to be Albert Einstein. <laughs> what? And then, the, is, is he a wizard? Is that like the, some, or was she on a muggle ship? Or I, it was, I. Well, I guess, well, I guess it must be a muggle ship because they should, you wouldn't think they'd have, I mean, think about it, you, you wouldn't think they'd have, have ships just for wizards, but then they have the Hogwarts Express and the night bus, don't they? So maybe yeah, that's right. in those days, why don't they have an ocean liner? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they, they should make Albert Einstein a, a wizard. That would be great. <laughs> JK Rowling, I have better ideas than you right now. <laughs> yeah, we just did it. We just wrote it way better. I mean, that's the thing is that, like I said earlier, that the thing that makes the original Harry Potter movies work is that by themselves, the individual movies are little sort of adventure slash mysteries. And you get to follow these kids as they, and as they get older, they're, you know, young adults that they have all of these clues. They have all these things, like whether it's finding one of the, um, uh, the Horcruxes or, you know, there's things. And so, yes, you have the bigger narrative, but it's a concise story with clues that you build on and you, you're learning about. And, and in, in this, it's just like, I have no idea. Like, first of all, who is even the protagonist? Of there this? isn't one. There is not a protagonist in this movie. It's like Newt's not the protagonist. He's not, he doesn't have a, he has like the arc of trying to decide what side he's on, which I guess could have been interesting, but like it's so underfed. And of course, like it's so dumb because what? He's going to choose to be on the side of the raging Nazi who's like, exactly. I mean, that's not interesting. But I think Rowling said in, in an interview that she thought this this franchise, this series was basically Dumbledore's story. Well, then why don't we make Dumbledore the, the protagonist? Yeah, why don't we make him the lead character? And also, why why is he like wearing suits? Like, I don't really understand I mean, that. I mean, like when he, in the book when he goes to to see Tom Riddle at the orphanage, which, is, which will be in the nineteen thirties after this film, he says he's wearing a suit of plum velvet. And Harry, because they're independent, Harry actually says to him, nice, nice outfit. Yeah. But like, but that's, isn't... that's something that Dumbledore wears in the books. He always wears these very colorful robes. And the only real reason I could think of maybe in this series was because he still feels so guilty about what happened with Grindelwald and his sister that maybe he, fe- he, he doesn't really feel flamboyant enough to, to dress like that. But then Grindelwald is still at large when he goes to see Tom Riddle. Well, and he wasn't a defense against the dark arts teacher, was he? 
no, the... it was transfigure. He was transfiguration, unless That's he, really unless he, unless he switched subjects. Because there have been, I've been, there have been a few teachers who switched subjects. Like obviously, Snape went from potions to defense against the dark arts. I... Apparently, Quirrell was the uh, Muggle studies teacher before he he taught defense against the dark arts in Harry's first year. I, you know, I guess like arguably you could say that Boggarts have like some sort of overlap with transfiguration. Arguably, like I'm just. Like, I mean, it's teaching. not clear, but I, I guess I don't know. Think that argument yeah. is just very clumsily handled. Yeah. It just didn't yeah. feel like Harry Potter, like, really at all. I mean, there were little moments in Hogwarts, I guess, but even when I started to think about those later on, I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. McGonagall appears when she's negative eight years old. Exactly. Yeah, and why would Newt, as a child, pick that doing office work is his greatest fear like you think you're that far ahead like yeah. most teenagers aren't like oh they're really scared of office work <laughs> like what well, well maybe maybe his mom or his dad worked in an office and he so he really hated that idea but we don't find out anything about his parents yeah. do we that, that could have been interesting <laughs> they told us that in the script i don't know like there was just a lot of stuff that was like what yeah why is uh, mcgonagall there except for just fan service i guess um i don't know it was weird and so they then they have this character of nagini who is in love with credence who by the way credence died in the last movie so that's weird they don't even explain it he's alive yeah yeah he like blows up <laughs> in the last one yeah. And we're not going to explain why he can control his Obscurus anyway, either when Newt said in the last movie that anybody who has an Obscurus dies young. Oh, yeah. How did he get to Paris? Yeah. <laughs> How? But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like, the whole, the whole reason when Grindelwald likes to hijack the carriage of this big, overdramatic escape plan, the only reason I could think of was that maybe he needed the carriage to get to, to, get to Europe, but then... Before the first thing, he must have gotten from Europe to America while still a wanted criminal, so he couldn't have just gotten back that way. Yeah, and can you imagine if, like, if, if Queenie taking Jacob when he's in that weird drunk state all the way to, like, on a, what's she, on a, a boat all the way to, to yeah, London? There'd be, like, there'd be no other way at that point unless you hitch a ride with Charles Lindbergh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Lindbergh was also a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so confusing and yeah so credence he's uh the he's not the brother he's not a little strange he's like the he's the weird sub non-crying baby and <laughs> um but they have him they still have him uh raised in this orphanage which i don't know why you would do that like why wouldn't you have him just go to the school they're in America. I, I over morning. Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just have him protected by other wizards and like they basically did with Harry Potter? Well, maybe, maybe the um, like that servant who was like half elf explained it, but I can't remember the exact details. Yeah, and and they they build up. You've also got Newt's brother. And it's basically the whole plot, you can call it a plot, is all these little groups that are looking for Credence. Newt's brother is looking for Credence. Uh, then you have uh, Grindelwald who's looking for Credence. Because Credence is the one that can kill Dumbledore or something? I don't know. It's very confusing. Because Dumbledore can't kill Grindelwald because of the blood pact, which is a new thing. <laughs> And as I mentioned in that tour article, that, that contradicts Canada again because Dumbledore and Grindelwald did fight each other in the melee that got Ariana killed. Yeah, that makes sense. And <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense, but your objection makes sense. But I, I don't know. And, and, and there's other groups that are looking for Credence. <laughs> also, can we like bring up that all of the new characters introduced in this movie do functionally nothing for the story? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, all that fuss about Nagini, about having this Korean woman played the woman who becomes Voldemort's snake. Hey, and she didn't even need to be there, did she? She did, she did nothing. Nobody needed to be there. Like, at all. She did nothing because, like, her, her character made no sense. Like, 
if you if she starts out in a circus like and why is that like a big deal to see a woman transforming into an animal what wizards have probably seen that before i don't think it's that much of a oh my god she turned into a thing like i don't even know what a circus would be in <laughs> wizarding world like they can well, already it's magic every day you know what <laughs> You guys don't even have Pell and Teller, can you? Here. You see my thumb? <laughs> I'm going to make this pencil all blubbery. Gosh. Yeah, so she's like a freak or something because she can turn into a snake. I mean, because, like, I guess if they were, like, she's sort of scary because she can, like, snakes in Harry Potter world, you know, they speak parcel tongue and whatever like i guess i could see it being kind of that kind of scary like a haunted house kind of scary but that's not how it's played really at all and so she's just like she's just turned into a snake and she's sort of wonder if maybe there's actually wonder if there's actually maybe there's no such thing as maledictus in the circus owner made it up and she's just a normal animagus and he's just making up so oh she's not really an animagus she's this cursed thing who's one day gonna be a snake forever yeah. And it's all a complete con. Yeah, and she has no real, like, wicked tendencies or anything particularly yeah. scary outside of being a snake. There's no reason to believe why she would become Voldemort's pal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's going to be something for the next three movies, because we, <laughs> we learned nothing about our character in this one. No. <laughs> nothing, nothing that we hadn't already been told. I just already thought we were going to, like, get some, some insight into our character and what might what, what, what thought she might get because we don't even get to see how she feels about the fact that one day she's going to be a snake forever she, she never gets to yeah. talk about that unless it's another deleted scene i don't know yeah well and the ministry of magic is just the worst also they renamed it <laughs> Did they? it was yeah. it was in the first movie it was macusa yeah and then the in ministry, the subtitles yeah. they're just like american ministry of magic did why did they change that like it's it's really like they just suddenly like did they forget the name i got me i have no idea i guess they thought maybe that's more 1940-ish or whatever but i just realized as well even though this movie was set in france they never mentioned bobaton did they the French school from Goblet of fire (laughs) yeah they go go out their way to mention albemorne in the first film and yet nobody mentions the french the French magic school. Yeah. This one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the one with um, the floors from, right? Yeah, from the Fleur yeah. de Madame Maxima from, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. The biggest question for me was just like, again, what is Renoir's goal? Is his goal to take over? the government to take over lands is his goal to get money is his goal to uh indoctrinate people like a cult you know like that's different goals like different villains should have different goals but he's just kind of like uh he's just kind of like here's fire <laughs> and like here's a bunch of awful stuff that humans do i like is his goal racial purity i i don't know and and so when we get this reveal that credence is dumb is a dumbledore it was just like what exactly (laughs) i i also like when i first was watching it i thought maybe like they for like I, i was just like trying to put all the pieces together and i was just like is that supposed to be like Aberforth or so? and they like forgot the name and then I was like trying to like piece everything together and I was just like wait what no, it couldn't be it couldn't be Aberforth yeah right like I just mean like that I was trying to piece everything together because the whole movie was so inconsistent and I was just because like I I was just like wait Dumbledore does have a brother already is that like like it makes no sense Dumbledore's yeah. behavior because he is only showing regret later on in life for the things with his sister. And yeah. so the like it, it just makes no sense that he would never how, mention that he had this weird fascist brother. How how did Rita not know about this when she wrote like the that biography? 
like you would think like she would have we would have known something about it but yeah if if, if harry i mean you can still understand why someone like dumbledore being gay might not come up in front of harry if dumbledore had had an extra brother then <laughs> it's, it's at some point in deadly house we're going into all this detail about dumbledore's family it would have come up yeah yeah, it's the a, one thing that's so funny about these movies is we never found out where, where the Fantastic Beasts are. Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I have no idea. Like, how does Newt write his book? I have no clue. Like, he he obviously loves these animals, but, I, I, like, that's all they had to do, honestly, is they just had to send Newt over to America and find a bunch of fun animals, and that's it, and meet some fun characters. Boom, you're done. You got it. It's like they, they didn't really have that much point in the in the video. I mean, they did like the Nifflers did a couple of useful things, but also it was just there to justify the title. And, and even like, like that, that like thing that it that they do to find um, uh, Tina, like with the Nifflers, why didn't why haven't they done that in like later stories? Like that would have been very useful. Yeah, yeah, the Nifflers like, would have helped find, out a like, lot. Who who put the who put Harry's name in the Goblet of Fire? Yeah, that's so true. Oh my gosh. And the the the, the stretch that they have to do for Newt to bring the Niffler to that meeting uh, with the Grindelwald fire meeting, and then for the Niffler to be the one that happens to take the blood oath thing, charm, whatever, I don't know what we call it, lock it, I don't know, and for him to be the one, like, that was such a, it's like, oh, did your back hurt from that stretch? <laughs> Are you a yoga teacher, J.K. Rowling? <laughs> it's like the, the beast as well, like, it's as if maybe they're trying to, like, force a, a reason for why Newt has to be the one to, to, te to take on Grindelwald for Dumbledore, isn't it? Because they, it's like Jacob Wally wanted to do this thing about Fantastic Beasts, but also cover Grindelwald, so she has to make Newt Scamander the protagonist, even though he's a, he's a completely unqualified zoologist. Yeah, it's bizarre. And, and it's weird because I feel like she wanted to be, like, relevant of today and today's politics and whatever. And, like, that I guess that she thought that, I don't know, that, that Grindelwald was somehow... Trump in some way or something, not to get too into politics, but like that doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, in the sense that obviously we they're both narcissists, but like, but I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense because uh, it just doesn't work. And I feel like she really wanted to, but then she couldn't, and then she so she kind of halfed it. <laughs> Unless Grindelwald well, wants to make the wizarding community great again. Yeah, that's right. That would have been good. I would have liked that. that made me laugh. Uh, I don't know. I, she's just, she's very inconsistent, uh, at least on her Twitter. And I felt that kind of here too, that like she wanted to do something bold, but then she kind of was like, oh, maybe not, maybe not do it bold. So then it just kind of is like, what's going on? Hmm. Oh, what's something that's weird is that this movie like has like so much it seemingly has so much going on yet it has like nothing going on at the same time because when you really think about it nothing actually like that much happens in this movie yeah like when you really think about it the plot is just find grindelwald slash credence and then really final thing like nothing really happens like except for like some random inconveniences throughout but the story itself is just very point a point b yeah yeah i mean Grind grindelwald is like still apart apart from like being free again which i was right at the beginning is in pretty much the same position as, as he was at, like the stars of the first film yeah it really reminded me of the the two pirates the first the second and third pirates movie in the sense that there's a lot of interesting ideas in those pirates movies and there's a better than this but they just keep adding more plot lines more plot lines more plot lines more plot lines and and uh they're till the point where at the end of watching that movie and those movies are so long <laughs> that it's just like i'm exhausted from this experience mm -hmm. and there's still enough kind of charm and enough kind of cool sequences and stuff to kind of make it 
watchable, but I hated those movies when they first came out. Um, but I don't know. I, that's the only thing I think to relate it to that. It just, just felt like a million ideas all squashed into one movie. Yeah. I was thinking a little bit of Batman v Superman as well, because of how many yeah. different plot threads that film had and how you had to kind of remind yourself, what was that person doing last time we saw them? Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, I, I don't know what, what they're going to do. Cause uh, this is a, I mean, it already is the lowest grossing Harry Potter movie to yet. And opening weekend, at least opening weekend. Yeah. It's probably not going to rise, but, um, right now it's just opening weekend, but yeah. there's a lot of big stuff coming out though. So. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, it's going to magically, magically, it's not going to like suddenly make like a billion dollars or something. I'm yeah. just, but like, um, I mean, it's not looking great. Yeah. I think that they just need to get a screenwriter. Who actually not. knows how to write things. <laughs> right. Like screenplays. With coherent characters. And, and like a sensitivity reader and like someone who actually like can remember plot points that they established. <laughs> This is a problem because Rowling could still write novels. I mean, she's writing, you know, under the pseudonym Robert Galbraith, she's making all these like detective novels set in London. Yeah, those those are are actually pretty okay. Yeah. Like, (sighs) but novels, they go through so many editors, they go through so many revisions. They take most of them, unless they're really, really quick, like some of the Twilight books. Uh, that that uh, they uh, they just uh, that I feel like they they are helped in that regard. Whereas the screenplay, in order for them to get it you know done, was clearly clearly rushed. Clearly not. Uh, there weren't enough people that were willing to be like, mm-hmm, what's going on here? Oh, this makes no sense. And I'm sure that she would be like, oh well, it's because of blah 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 blah. Like. And she would have some convoluted reason for what she's doing, but like, that doesn't really matter. Like if you as the author, it makes sense in your head, if you're not executing it in a way that people like and people that enjoy, then then it doesn't matter. Like you failed in your, in your, uh, you know, and there, there's people like on my YouTube comments as well, like good for her for putting out something that makes people actually think and I was like, "Well, the Harry Potter books made you think sometimes as well, and uh, yeah. you can still understand what was going on." Yeah, there's, there's just there's just so much left out. It's just incomprehensible. Yeah. There's a difference between, let's say, a movie like uh, Interstellar. Let's say, okay, that that's a movie that was clearly it's not going to be for everyone because it's very like it gets kind of it sort of overthinks itself a little bit. And you either kind of go with it and appreciate the what he does, or you, you know you don't and you don't love it. Um, I feel like that's a movie that I could say, yeah, they were trying to kind of make people think a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but it's not going to work for everybody. Whereas this is just like a mess. This is not yeah. trying to like I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, just like that, from, like from when the scene when Newton and Dumbledore are talking in the bus and they start saying something about Credence's family and and Luke says something about Lisa's brother. I just couldn't make sense of it from that point onwards. No, I could not make sense of any of the characters. Like you said, there were like new characters and you couldn't even, I couldn't tell the new characters uh, if you, I mean, aside from Newt's brother, he was the only one that like I felt, I guess had some kind of arc, but I was a little bit confused. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? What's going on with him? Like he was doing like, he was being like perfectly like somewhat reasonable at the beginning of the movie and not seeming to be mean, but then it like at the end of the movie, like they, they like, they like attack and like, um, like petrify him or whatever. And like, and Newt's like, I always wanted to do that my whole life. And like, so where, where's the connect there? I, I don't really understand. Like got up and left about that just for a break i needed a break like it i don't know 45 minutes in i was just like oh i feel almost nauseous this is just so like i don't know like you, you i haven't had that experience about, you missed the reveal about hedwig being hagrid's grandmother the whole time <laughs> <laughs> i was 
I want to say, you remember how, um, how I told you, like, when I went to see the first Fantastic Beast film, the, uh, a bit of the ceiling fell down in the cinema halfway through and the movie was paused. I guess you could have used that for uh, this movie, couldn't you? Yeah, I could have for sure. And there's no, like, house elves in this movie. I guess the, what, what happened yeah, was There was one. It was with the, for, like, the that scene. Was there? Um, at, the, yeah. at the ministry, like, you see them cleaning windows yeah. briefly. And there, was, and there was one with the, uh, the circus owner as well. He was, like, cleaning up after him when he was leaving. <sighs> I mean, I, I remember thinking after I saw Warcraft, I'm like, you know what? It's not that hard. You just have an evil and you have a hero and you have the, the hero and the evil villain or evil force or evil ring or whatever it is. <laughs> you have that be an obstacle to the hero winning. There you go. That's what you have to do for these kind of stories. It's not like it is hard because so many don't, don't achieve it, but it really is quite simple. <laughs> and you have, you know, you have your main hero, you have sidekicks, you have obstacles, and and then good wins. That's it. There you go. <laughs> and this was just like no hero. There's a villain, and then everything else. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. So I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, we'll see. Uh, them fight the Nazis in the next movie, I guess. I I guess. Well, I think they're going to Brazil. That kind of hints that they're going to Brazil for the next film. Uh, I think Rowling said something about Rio de Janeiro on her Twitter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, why did we waste all this time with American Magic? Like what? Maybe, maybe they're gonna like. Maybe, they, maybe the they're gonna like go back to America for the fifth movie. But then, if we're going in World War Two at that point, then America's not where the fight is, is it? Yeah. Also, Paris doesn't, like, make much sense either, like, for the movie. Like, it doesn't really do anything for the plot. Yeah, the only thing that was Paris about this movie was, like, I think one of the the apartments or whatever that they're in has, like, an Eiffel Tower statue. <laughs> like, that was about yeah. it. No, it had the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, like, this, like, at, the movie could have taken place, like, anywhere, really. Yeah. And yeah. it, it would have been, like, it would have made just as much sense. But bummer. I feel bad. I really do because like us Star Wars fans, we've already dealt with this twice. <laughs> so we're like world weary. And uh, at least a lot of us feel that way. Uh, and I feel bad for the Harry Potter fans because this is the really the first true disaster i think in yeah. the franchise yeah, i just i just left this film thinking i'm thinking like i can't defend rolling anymore like i tried to de defend yeah. her with like some of the more questionable decisions but there's just there's just no getting around this one she, yeah. she just she messed up with this one she dropped the ball yeah like i was i defended cursed child i thought it was like it's not great and yeah. it has lots of problems but at least yeah. it was a little fun yeah like and i never like, accepted this canon but i thought it was a good story like if you, if you take it as fan fiction Especially yeah. if you watch it on stage, it's like incredible. Yeah. Right. Like the effects are like that's like the main reason it exists. So you can at least defend it on that front. This is just this has no justification yeah. in any regard, really. Yeah, agreed. That's too bad. You know, I think sometimes these franchises just get a little little too greedy, you know, and that you know, I was thinking about of course Batman has been very up and down. You have Star Wars, you have uh, Star Trek has had its doozies for sure <laughs> over the years. Like, uh, I don't know. So maybe they had a pretty good run. Harry Potter. Let's pack it in. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try and end it with the next movie, just try and fast forward everything. Do you think they're really going to be able to sustain five movies? I, I really hope not. It just keeps going worse. Then, yeah. I don't want them to. <laughs> Like, it's, I, I feel, like, partially responsible for this because I'm just like, I want more Harry Potter stories. I want more in the Wizarding World. And then we get this, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Is, is she just, like, wishful. doing this out of spite? Like, like just, like, because she doesn't want to and she just wants to get back at us for wanting more? Because I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I could. This is... This is a, one of those movies, it's like Gene Siskel used to say, I, that he'd rather watch a movie about the, these, these guys eating lunch. Like, I think it's the same thing. I'd rather watch a movie about these guys 
these actors eating lunch. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, well, I think we basically, isn't that crazy? We haven't even talked about that much, but we covered basically all the major stuff. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, so, the only thing I was going to say about how wasted Lethal is Strange was, because we don't even find she, everything out about her and her history like, review, and then she dies. Oh, a vaguely interesting character. Oh, no, she's dead. Yeah. Her whole role is to confuse Tina about Newt being in love with her and to be the exposition dumper for Credence, right? Yeah, I mean, that, there was some kind of hint in the first film that maybe her... Newt's relationship with her kind of influenced his character in some way, but we didn't really get any of that in no, this film. No. We didn't learn it, we didn't we didn't really learn all that much about their history except that time at Hogwarts. Like what happened after that? How did she end up getting engaged to Newt's brother? And now there's not really much point in knowing that because she's dead. Yeah. I have no idea. But maybe she'll come back to life like Credence. We have no idea. Really? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I really I didn't understand. Uh, Queenie's decision to follow Grindelwald because Jacob rejected all, her like doing that in the first place so yeah so why did she still go like when her main purpose for like joining him rejected her in the rejected that in the first place so yeah because because Jacob is not gonna like if she's doing it to follow to be able to marry Jacob first of all she can do that in England and second of all uh, that's not something Jacob's going to support at all. No. And it wasn't clear whether these people uh, were acting on their own autonomy or they were under some kind of spell or, you know, what was going on there. And then, like, people just kept, like, like getting blown up. Like, it, it was like Infinity War, but a little faster. And I was like... Yeah, yeah like at the beginning with the... At the beginning with the guy that Grindelwald switches places with, I thought, I thought maybe I was mistaken, but I thought I'd seen that, uh, that lizard thing, like, shoot some kind of fawn at him. And I was wondering if that was, like, putting him under mind control or something. And also, like, to, and also with that, also, okay, I, I just remembered something. Okay. So, you know how, like, in that scene where the guy's in, like, where what is supposedly Grindelwald is in that cell and, like, he destroys a fly, like, just, like, with the with that just to like show how like evil he is or whatever when you reveal that that's not Grindelwald then that kind of ruins the whole point of like that moment doesn't it yeah well, maybe that was like a shield that had been put around him right exactly like weird. like it, it's so <laughs> unclear the other thing too do you think that they added that scene with Grindelwald and Dumbledore like hand touching or whatever after the like surprised yeah i think that was added late because people are upset that they weren't it wasn't like gay enough or whatever <laughs> it's more <laughs> just like like i think it's more like the case of like you announce this thing about the character and now you have a chance to do something with it and you just don't like so now yeah. they just like throw it in like oh look they held hands once yeah. <laughs> They like had the hand touch kiss. I guess is the, is what you're supposed to believe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, but not too gay. Maybe that's how like <laughs> maybe that's how gay people like procreate in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would be interesting. Yeah. You could tell the story about that. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know how the Wizarding World and feels about had, homosexuality. And then they had <laughs> Neville Longbottom's mom together. <laughs> And that's how that happened. <laughs> See, we made a much better movie <laughs> already. <laughs> but like, seriously, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, it was it was weird because they were just all kind of like, oh, so he's more important than your brother, um, than a brother. But, and then this the scene... And that's why it looked like, okay, they, they added this kind of late. <laughs> um, because they don't want to take off the Chinese audience, which, I mean, the, the Chinese censors will not allow yeah. uh, like, a, a homosexual relationship. And so they, like, I think I'm sure that Warner Brothers was like, why did you say that, JK? Like, why? Because that just makes their thing way harder. And I, of course it shouldn't be. 
but that's the reality of the situation. If they want to make, if they want to spend $200 million on these movies, then they have to make it accessible to China. And that's not going to be accessible to China. And so <laughs> how they, I was like, okay, what? And so, yeah, then they had to kind of create this whole, this whole blood pact and whatever. And uh, I don't know, it was weird. But, and I mean, I would have liked sort of, instead of just having the scene where they're touching hands, I would have liked one scene where they were talking about things, why he was drawn to him. What was the appeal? What was going on, you know? Like, yeah. was he a charismatic guy? Was he a uh, smart guy? Like, what, what was it? Yeah. Well, they did talk about it a little bit in the book, but I guess it would have been good to, if you could, we've already had like one flashback with Hogwarts, so I guess it, you could always have a flashback of Dumbledore and Grindelwald, couldn't you? Yeah, you can have a Pensieve or something. I don't know, just something. Like, as opposed to, maybe he just thought he was hot. And that's it. That's all we're going to get. I don't know. Well, he definitely went downhill, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. Woo! I mean, I wouldn't make a blood pact if it was somebody that I just thought was hot. I don't think. No. <laughs> I have I to probably think want about to know that. a little more about him. <laughs> did that. I don't know. I have to seriously think about that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I mean, I am 37 and single, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would. I don't know. But I would have liked a little bit more about why they had this relationship, what made them matter to each other, what, uh, why they were attracted to each other, than just a hand, hold, a hand touch. But anyway, I think we basically covered most of it. It is just a terrible movie. I kept thinking about like, why should this not be on my top 10 worst of the year? Like, it, I don't know. It's already like on my bottom, like it's in my, it's my number one, like most like disliked of the year. It's like bottom on my list, like yeah. because I'm purposefully not seeing movies I know I'm going to hate like now, but mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's just made it to the bottom, and I didn't want to say that about a Harry Potter movie, yeah. but here we are. It's kind of sad yeah. when I dislike a, a Harry Potter movie more than Uncle Drew. Like that's kind of sad. Yeah, the only the only really bad films I've seen in the cinema this year would be this film and Venom, and this is definitely worse than Venom. Definitely worse than Venom. At least Venom was a little funny. It totally oh, yeah. had some jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. Venom has a better gay relationship than this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, darn it! It's too bad. It's a bummer. But uh, yeah, and it's so funny because every video that I've watched <laughs> in preparation to do this, I've watched some videos. Everyone, I'm like, they they explain something that I'm like, I ain't even thought of that. That's another thing that's. <laughs> It's, it's like everyone, just, everyone just keeps thinking about new problems with this movie don't they? there's just so many yeah. every single scene like pretty much warrants like its own like discussion yeah. about like why it doesn't make sense yeah it's anyway so there you go that's this movie if you saw the crimes of Grindelwald and you liked it and you want to defend it go do so in the comment section we'd love it Yes. Uh, but if you have any comments, put it in the comment section. <laughs> we love it. And uh, and hopefully we will get, I don't know, somehow there'll be some sort of redemption for this series. But you always have the original movies. And it was all a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's all a dream. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the one time I would welcome that twist. Yes. That's what they should do. Yeah. But uh, But anyway, yeah, put your comments in and let us know what you think. And what was your experience watching it? And uh, yeah, everybody in my theater was kind of upset. Like it didn't go well. And I looked over at my friend and she's just like, what? What's going on? Just thought maybe, maybe New Scamander is like Gildroy Lockhart and he's just making the whole thing up. Maybe this is like, a, like a, another book that he's writing. He's like his autobiography and he's embellishing it. Or maybe this is like, like the quibbler version of what happened <laughs> yeah that'd be great it's just like a big prank at the end like at the beginning of the next movie she can be like ha ha <laughs> jk jk rowling it was perfect <laughs> uh, anyway let us know what you think and 
and I had fun talking about it with you guys. This, is, this has been brilliant, yeah. 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 And now I am free and never have to talk about this movie again. <laughs> Deep breaths. My <laughs> feelings out. Uh, so, Aiden, how can people find you online? Um, well, um, my personal um, account on Twitter is at Pinafore Geek, but um, I would love it if uh, you could follow my professional acting account, which is at the Hayden Wilder. Great. Well, that links down in the description section. And Richard, where can people find you? Hey, well, my, uh, my Twitter is at RJ underscore Southworth. I my, uh, my blog where I talk about film reviews like this one is uh, velociraptor256.wordpress.com. And I also have a YouTube channel that's just uh, Richard Southworth. Great. I'll put links down for that as well. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over the internet and on iTunes and on YouTube. So we'd love getting your reviews on iTunes and your thumbs up here on YouTube if you're watching there. So thanks so much, you guys. This was really fun. And uh, we will, uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, great fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>